0: Hello and welcome to the Pulse. Seize the opportunity, pocket it now. You may have seen or heard these slogans ad nauseum on posters, television or radio. Chief Secretary Carrie Lam and the administration have been pushing the message hard all through the second round of a public consultation on electoral reform for the 2017 chief executive election that theoretically involves listening rather than speaking. One lawyers' group has charged the government with violating broadcasting regulations by disguising political advertising as a supposedly neutral public service announcement. Democrats maintain that this is not a step towards true universal suffrage, but a step away from it, and one that would allow a chief executive and pro-establishment groups to claim a public mandate where no true mandate actually exists. Both Hong Kong administrators and Beijing's rulers insist that the decision on universal suffrage, as defined by the National People's Congress Standing Committee on 31st of August last year, is irrevocable. Nevertheless, many members of Hong Kong non-government organisations, political and activist groups, have not shied away from voicing their opinions in the second phase of public consultation on political reform that ends this weekend. UNDAUNTED BY THE HONG KONG GOVERNMENT'S CONTROVERSIAL INTERPRETATION OF THE FIRST CONSULTATION EXERCISE, SINCE FEBRUARY, SEVEN ORGANIZATIONS, INCLUDING SCHOLARISM, UMBRELLA PARENTS AND STUDENTS AWAKEN, HAVE COLLECTED SOME 10,000 LETTERS FROM THE PUBLIC CONTAINING THEIR HOPES AND WISHES FOR GENUINE UNIVERSAL SUFFRAGE. They have submitted the letters to the Constitution and Mainland Affairs Bureau. The groups say they want these letters to remind the chief executive and the SAR government that even though the streets may no longer be occupied by protesters, the momentum of the fight for genuine universal suffrage has not diminished. They also want to remind certain pan-democratic lawmakers who they're afraid might otherwise waver, that they have made a solemn promise to veto any proposal that does not offer a real choice to the Hong Kong
1: people.
2: What I uh, propose
1: Uh, was that if Beijing were ready to spell out in detail uh, what's going to happen in future, in particular, as to whether or not we could abolish functional constituencies in the year 2020 and what exactly would happen in 2022, I would be prepared to persuade the people of Hong Kong, uh, especially the pandemocrats, to accept the political package. I have never said anytime, anywhere, that I would vote in favor of the package if Beijing were to comply with my request. There is a saying that the only two things certain in life is that you have to pay tax and you have to die. Uh, I can only speak on behalf of 23 pan-democratic legislators. Uh, So far and up to the point that we are talking, none of the 23 gives me any reason to doubt that he or she would not honor the pledge that we had delivered to the people of Hong Kong, namely that any reform proposal designed with the restraints of the NPC 831 decisions, uh, we would veto it. I have to admit that I, I have not been able to understand the mentality of the pan at all even though that I you know I'm I'm part of the movement for so long because uh, I kept asking the one single question to you know to the pandemocrats I said what would happen if let's say Beijing were to uh, withdraw the 31st August decision and allow the five-step process to begin again what do you think would happen which would be different from what has just happened? In other words, what would you do to achieve a different result? And nobody could answer that question. And the only, only thing they say was, let's have another pseudo-referendum. I said, you know, would that change things?
0: One suggestion made in December to make the process at least appear to be more democratic is a blank vote, or a none-of-the-above option put forward by Basic Law Committee member Professor Albert Chen. If more than 50% vote blank, so to speak, the election would have to be run again. This week, a Hong Kong government source revealed that even though it had not rejected the idea outright, Beijing was worried that allowing voters to reject all candidates in the 2017 chief executive election would undermine the powers of the nominating committee and could even spark a constitutional crisis. Labelling the consultation exercise on political reform as a farce, the pan-Democrat legislators have boycotted this second phase. That's left the field open for Beijing allied groups including the DAB, the Business and Professional Alliance for Hong Kong and the Federation of Trade Unions to submit their own suggestions for modifications to the Legislative Council and Chief Executive Election Systems. Hoping it would be enough to sway Democrats and public, the one common suggestion in their proposals is to lower the threshold for the nomination process in the Chief Executive Elections. They suggest that candidates will qualify if they meet the criteria of Basic Law Article 44 and are able to secure recommendations from some 10% of the full nominating committee. Their other suggestions are mostly in line with the central government's stance. It looks like a deadlock, with neither the central government nor the Democrats planning to back. Still, the Hong Kong 2020 group said in a press conference this Wednesday that it has a last-shot proposal for the SAR government to consider. The group's convener, Anson Chan, says that not only are the suggestions in their proposal consistent with the Basic Law and the decision of the MPC Standing Committee, but they also offer a choice with democratic elements. Crucially, their plan would avoid a situation in which only a candidate hand-picked by the central government can be selected. Hansen Chan says their proposal recognises political reality rather than simply and unconditionally compromising with the central government.
3: People keep telling us you should face the political reality. Okay, so we accept we have this rigid framework handed down by the NPC on 31st of August. We're trying within this confine to seek a solution since the government seems absolutely, you know, uninterested in forging a consensus, much less do any work. Okay, so this is an attempt to try and find a way forward.
0: The Hong Kong
3: 2020
0: proposal suggests changes to the composition of the nominating committee, including abolishing corporate votes and reducing the influence of district councillors. It is also proposing a scheme that may allow anyone who gets votes from 120 members, or 10% of the nominating committee, to be placed on the ballot paper.
3: Although voters may vote for any name on the ballot paper, only the candidates nominated by the N.C. will be eligible for election outright in the first round of the election. The duly elected candidate shall be any candidate who secures more than 50% of all valid votes and who has thereby met the minimum threshold for establishing electoral legitimacy.
2: The main purpose is everything that uh, Mrs. Carrie Lamb said was deficient at the moment right at the start of the consultation process, during the first round of consultation, which is to give the the, the successful candidate political legitimacy as demonstrated by at least over 50% of the voting public demonstrating that they choose this person as the chief executive.
0: Other Democrats, including Albert Ho, are not happy with this proposal, which he says neither sticks to the MPC framework nor offers a real choice of candidates. And he thinks this plan is anyway far too complicated. Therefore, it's better to just shelve the whole thing and prepare for the next step, another de facto referendum that would, in theory, be triggered by him resigning his LegCo seat.
1: Because
2: the de facto referendum can only take place After the voting of the political package, it will start off another phase of the movement for continued Um, 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 uh, pressure on Beijing to restart the um, political reform process. We'll be back after the break.
0: We'll be back. That's the phrase that was written at protest sites as the Occupy movement came to an end in late November and early December. The street occupations may be over, but the determination of many in the Umbrella movement to pursue its ideals continues, albeit through new strategies. Some members of the public, many of them young professionals, have formed their own groups to communicate their ideals and hopes to the community. The occupations of Admiral Timon and Causeway Bay may have ended, but for many people, they were just the beginning. Since the government cleared the protest camps from the streets, many like-minded individuals, particularly from the younger generation, have vowed to take the fight for democracy back to the community. Some are focusing on joining and working from within the political system. Others are working at a more grassroots level.
2: We want to get to know our neighbors better and all of us to be a bit closer with each other. Let's make no bones about it. We obviously do also want to promote democracy in our neighbourhood.
0: Kevin Yang was among a group of people who started a campaign that brought down the Law Society's president, Ambrose Lam.
2: In Korea, there are Really the former
0: president had claimed the society backed Beijing's controversial white paper on Hong Kong. However, many in the legal sector saw it as a threat to the rule of law. Kevin Yam, a solicitor serving on the Law Society's Constitution and Human Rights Committee, raised a motion of no confidence in Mr. Lam.
2: <laughs>
0: After Occupy Central ended, Mr. Yam felt it was time for a change in direction and stepped down from his position on the Law Society Committee. At the same time, four senior solicitors, three of whom are widely viewed as pro-establishment, took up places on it. But Mr. Yam says he wants to focus more on community work in his own district of Mayfusantun, where he joined forces with a group of like-minded residents to promote democracy.
2: I think especially in middle-class neighbourhoods like Meithu there are a group of people who think that if you are in favour of universal suffrage or democracy you are somehow being very political or being very radical. What we want to do with this group is to try and show that we are all neighbours 我想看看, 是啊, Once everyone can see that we are not troublemakers, hopefully we can then enter into a bit more of a dialogue about universal suffrage, about democracy and so on.
0: It didn't take long for uninvited guests to turn up.
3: 支持警察,
0: The members of the Meifu group were unfazed. They plan to hold other activities, including talks and visits, to build connections with local residents.
2: It's got to be through uh, us having a real presence in the district and always being out here meeting and greeting our neighbours.
0: The newly formed Youngspiration group is made up mostly of young people who are part of the Occupy protest.
4: Hello.
0: Their strategy is to participate in the coming district council elections, competing in places where they feel that not much work has been done at the district level. Currently, they are targeting three areas, one of which is Tai Gok Tsui. Rex Lai, an accountant in his late 20s, is racing against time to win support for these elections.
2: the Is <laughs> <laughs>
4: 我想告訴香港人最主要都是高鐵議題他們所需要的東西主要討論我們之前下區的經驗
0: Rex Lai was among the first to join the Youngspiration Group when Baggio Leung proposed the idea of providing the public with another political
5: choice uh... the
0: As a new political group they face pressure from competitors in both the pro-Beijing and pro-democracy camps
5: uh
2: The August 31st decision of the National People's Congress is a contract because that decision calls something that is not universal suffrage, so-called universal suffrage.
0: To strengthen Hong Kong's rule of law, Kevin Yam helped set up the Progressive Lawyers Group, which aims to be not just another group of professionals buried in their offices. They feel it's just as important for them to engage with the broader community and use their professional knowledge to create a stronger civic society.
2: As time passes, we as a profession must risk becoming a little bit more detached from the rest of the community. We this progressive lawyers group and a group of young lawyers at an early stage of their careers having to engage in tasks or in projects where they constantly have to think about what the community needs, what the community thinks, so that we are not so distant from the community. 我五分钟后走了, but
0: like anyone trying to juggle the demands of family and work, he often feels the strain.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm finding that I just need to find swaps of time to do bits of things at a time. Otherwise, I just, uh, I'm just completely swamped. My mother's got late-stage cancer. We're taking each day as it comes. As a son, I do feel that I'm not seeing her enough. Tonight we're having dinner together at a place that she's loved. She has no regrets in life except that she won't live to see universal suffrage.
0: And that's all we have for you this week. We'll leave you with some images of smog in Beijing, an issue that's stirring much discussion in a new documentary called Under the Dome. The authorities want it removed from public view. Make of that what you will. But meanwhile, it's time for my usual reminder that if you've missed part of the show, want to see more or even see it again, you can go to the RTHK website. You can also chat to us on our Facebook page, RTHK's The Pulse. Tell your friends. We'll see you at the same time next week. Goodbye.